Hey my village, it's your coach Mo back with a new episode. So for this month, with it being Black History Month, a lot of my videos are going to be more informational and educational in regards to the culture of um, African Americans in, in the industry of business and being a black owned business and podcaster. I'm just going to give you some educational things that um, we go through basically our experience, um, with me being a PhD psych student, um, in the field of industrial organizational psychology, many of you I've mentioned before that know that I, I'm doing a study currently on how workplace disparities, um, lead African-American women into entrepreneurship. Um, this is one of those things that I'm going to be addressing, for today's topic, it's going to be called code switching. Some people are familiar with that term, um, but for those who are not, I'm going to educate y'all on what code switching is. So the definition of code switching is defined as the ways in which a member of an underrepresented group consciously or unconsciously adjusts their language, syntax, grammatical structure, behavior, and appearance to fit into the dominant culture. This happened often everywhere for black people. <laughs> Sometimes we don't even know we're doing it. And that's why it says consciously or unconsciously, because we were groomed to act a certain way, to have a certain behavior to fit in. We used to get those talks like, you better not act the fool in front of these people when we go out or being trained to learn how to act in certain environments that where we are not normally at or known to be um, at. It's something that's drilled in us at an early age. It's part of our culture. Speak like this, dress like this, look like this. Um, I see it most in the workplace. I see it in corporate America a lot. Um, especially with my background a lot being in call centers. Uh, my first call center job, it was like 20 or 2005 when I was 19 working for emergency road service. A lot of times we adjust our voice. Um, if you talk to any African-American person, they're going to tell you they have their call center voice. <laughs> you cannot be your full authentic self. In a call center, if you talk to customers the way you talk to your friends, you would be fired. You wouldn't have a job, period, point blank. <laughs> so we have a certain way, like sometimes right now when I'm talking, sometimes I go into that call center professional voice or what's presumed to be professional um, by others when talking. But it's something that naturally happens. We do it unconsciously unless you're really paying attention to it. Um, code switching is a significant part of our contextual identity. And we can ask ourselves whether we are appearing in the way that is consistent with our fundamental values. Uh, we can ask ourselves all those different things. But code switching is also like when a person detaches themselves from the aspect of their cultural and social identity in order to assimilate to a dominant culture and confront others. 
um, in hopes of avoiding discrimination. So that's mainly the reason why we do it in a workplace, because you can't talk to your manager the way you talk to your friends. You can't talk to like the bosses, the customers, your coworkers. Sometimes you get kind of comfortable with your coworkers, but sometimes it'll it'll backfire. <laughs> you get too comfortable, you start talking, and they be like, "Oh, this is a whole new person." Um, usually when we code switch in a call center and we put on our call center voice, it's so that people can identify our race. They can't identify our culture based on how we sound because it, believe it or not, you get treated differently by the way you sound. I've had people, cause sometimes I studied Spanish for a long time and sometimes I'll speak with an accent and this one guy in the call center was like, you people. And I'm like, what do you mean by you people? you foreigners. And I'm like, sir, I'm African-American. <laughs> he thought because I had can roll my R's and I had a, a accent, he thought that I was Hispanic. And I'm like, why would you treat somebody differently? Because you assume they're a certain type of race. Um, but it's something we deal with on a daily basis. Uh, we cannot go out and just talk any kind of way because people will be like, oh, that's ghetto, da 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 You cannot represent or be a product of your environment. Put it that way. That's a simple way to do it. Uh, for many people of color, co-switching is second nature in majority white workplaces. A lot of times I've been at work in a workplace where I was the only black girl, I, especially in the medical field. Uh, there's plenty of times where I can count on half of one hand how many people look like me, especially in leadership, management, things like that. Um, a lot of times we code switch with our hair. Me, I'm a natural girl. I love my natural hair. It's curly. I'll wear a curly for a quick minute, but I have to reconsider that when it comes to the workplace. I even code switch like when I do an interview. I make sure I don't have braids when I'm doing an interview. Um because I don't want to be prejudged or discriminated against just by how I look. Uh, when I first got into corporate America in the early 2000s, I would have weaves all the time. Um, a lot of times we do that. We straighten our hair. We conform to that predominant culture in which our environment is surrounded by. Um, just to fit in because when they see you with braids, they might assume you're ghetto, you're from the hood. Um, even though it's part of your culture and you're just living in your authentic, like authentic, authenticity, I hate saying that word, but, (laughs) um, people might not perceive it that way. They might not be like, oh, she's tied to her roots or she's representing this. Like for the month of February, almost every year I wear braids the whole month. Because I'm like, this is our mutt. <laughs> like, I dare you say something to me about my braids. Um, but code switching, literally, we are taught it um, at a very, very young age. And it's hard to work and live in your true authentic identity and be accepted. Unless you are working for like a Black-owned business and that's just the culture Um, But that's why it's important for people like me that's in that field of industrial organizational psychology who help these companies and organizations and be inclusive and include culture in the workplace and be let it be more accepted. Some places are really like trying to adjust 
and be inclusive and not judgmental based on appearance and how people look and letting people be their true authentic self because they know eventually it's going to take a toll on you. Um, when you're code switching in like a corporate America or different industries, it's draining. You get tired of it. Um, like people always say, you can only fake it for so long. Um, you see people dress a certain way, they get in their car, they're taking their wigs off, they take it everything off. They gotta strip that identity that they gotta be for eight hours, which mentally drain them because then you fight yourself with why can't I be my authentic self? Why can't I show up as me and be accepted? It's a mental battle that you go through while dealing with having to code switch. Um, because you're not accepted otherwise. Um, but I do see over the last like year or two, people are starting to what they call woke, be woke, um, and start to see from another perspective because we're starting to speak out more. We're starting to really address what's the real problem. Why can't we have our hair? Like, for example, the Crown Act. You know what? I'm going to save the Crown Act for another video, uh, another episode because I do want to touch base on that. Uh, it's very important that that one that one passed because we shouldn't have to fight to be have our natural hair in the workplace but we're gonna make that another topic <laughs> but um just know that code switching is not easy it's not easy being educated or informed by whether it's a company family friends that you can't show up as your true self. You have to be this way in order to be accepted. And to learn that at a young age and it'd be something that you just learn to adapt to and adjust to quickly to be able to get a job, especially a good job. You can act any kind of way and get a dead-end job. They don't care. <laughs> but if you want to actually be professional, um, have a career, things like that, you have to learn how to code switch. You have to learn how to talk in interviews. You have to learn how to um, gain that respect from people just by being showing up as your representative. And that's pretty what it, pretty much what it is. You're showing up as your representative and um, you deal with the mental turmoil after. Uh, a lot of people don't last at a lot of jobs like that in that environment because they get tired. You get burnt out. Um, pretending to be someone else to be accepted, it takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of work. You got to think through everything. Think what not to say. You could be getting yelled at on the phone by a customer. You just got to woo-saw, put, put that mute button into play. <laughs> And be like, oh, if I if I could be my true self, I would cuss this person out. But I know they'll fire me if, if I do it. And you just got to bite your tongue. You got to be like, okay, I need this job. Remember your why. You literally be having a lot of conversations with yourself like, oh, this person trying. Especially if you got a Karen in the workplace. Whew, it's a lot. <laughs> because you be wanting to snap. You want to say slang words that's just natural and come out natural for you, but you got to think before you speak, um, all those different things. But hopefully this opens some people's eyes in understanding what code switching is. And, and um, hopefully some people hear this and want to implement it in their workplace. Like, hey, can we 
implement some culture and like not judge people just by how they talk, how they look, things like that. Have those um conversations with your team, with management. Be like, hey, it's brought to my attention that people don't feel comfortable being their true authentic self here. What could we do to change that? How could we feel inclusive and be welcome no matter where you came from? But until next time, Coach Mo out.